0: This episode is sponsored by Vorboss. Check them out in the description below. And so you've built a little bit of an audience. You, you sort of find this community mm-hmm. of the type of people that are resonating with your content. How do you know what sort of content to post? So you said you're posting on TikTok quite mm. consistently. How do you know what to post?
1: My strategy for it is this. I think a lot of small business owners and people that want to become influencers, they sit there, they overthink, they're like... <gasps> Oh my god but this isn't perfect but the ads I don't know the audio is at the right hashtag the way i see it is like throw everything at the wall that you can mm-hmm. and see what sticks then whatever sticks double down mm-hmm. so i was quite vocal at the beginning about not wanting to use like filters not editing my photos showing the kind of like cheeky behind the scenes which is kind of the norm now mm-hmm. But back in the day, it wasn't. Do you guys remember Instagram was very curated? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. filtered. It was very like it was all about the grid. Yeah. It was all about the it grid with the white lines. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had a
1: theme where every third post was a quote. Okay. <laughs> so it like yeah. ran through, and yeah, I, I've seen that. And people would post
0: a picture in like chunks, so yes. you'd have like the corner of one, pi- and then and it would be awful because you look at the grid, and it'd be you'd like, have oh, that's one cool. foot, and it's just like and it's just a foot, <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. corner of a head in one picture, and it's just got four likes on it, and it's just a random corner, yeah,
1: all about the grid, yeah. Um. So I think I kind of like burst out of that bubble a little bit. I wasn't about the aesthetics, I've never been that. I'm not a very visual person. So because I was doing it a bit differently, I think it started to gain more and more momentum, but I was just guessing. And I think I was just one of the few people that had the, the guts to try, mm. and I, to this day I try. Like mm. I don't, it's people, we just went to an influencer event and people are like, oh, what do you do? Are you lifestyle, are you fashion, are you beauty? And I was like, I don't really know how to describe what I post, because I post something different every day. But I think the one consistent thing that I do is show my personality in my face. Mm. And I think that itself, as human beings, we're 4D. Mm. We're not just into food. If you're a food reviewer, you also go to the gym, you also go shopping. Yeah. So I like to make Erem the kind of brand that I work with. and.
2: Yeah. Do you think that strategy still works in today's age, given how kind of oversaturated the market yeah. is? Yeah,
1: I think that's the only strategy that works. I like agree. you need to lead with personal yeah. brands. And I think nowadays it's so important for people to have that very strong point of view, very strong tone of voice, very easily recognizable, almost format to some extent. I could do a food review at the same time as doing a makeup review. And you would know it's Aram's content because the way that it was done, but the subject is
3: different. Like now I knew that this podcast was gonna do well. I, I just knew it. I did, the actual episode didn't Flip go. Flip that for
4: this episode. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the actual episode didn't actually go viral or anything. Right. But I, I knew it was a very contentious thing. I knew a lot of people felt this way because we had also just come out of COVID and people were like, we've just come out of COVID. People were okay with having small weddings. Why are we going mm. back to ginormous weddings? You know, this was a time for us to reflect and think we don't need to have a thousand people at our wedding or 500 people at our wedding. We can, it's okay if you have a hundred. It's not a big deal. I said this quote around, don't ask me when I'm getting married because as a 28 year old South Asian girl, everyone was constantly asking when I was getting married. And I was just So when just sick are you getting married? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. I was just sick of it. And that so I just I just said it and it was not planned. And I have no idea what happened, but I uploaded it onto my Instagram on a Friday. You just said what? I said, don't ask you. Oh, I said, you said, oh, don't sorry. ask me, right. Sorry, I thought you'd seen it. The clip was, I said, I find it very annoying and I kind of find it illogical when people say to me, when you're getting married, how do I know? And then I kind of went into this whole spiel of like, it's not coming from a bad place, but the girl doesn't know. Like, why are you asking me? Ask the boy, I'm not gonna propose. So mm. why are you always asking me when I'm getting married? And I was very expressive in that. And that's what people said, cause I was very much like, I don't, I don't know, but it was very natural. I didn't even think that it was gonna be a hook. What I do remember is my editor clipping another bit and I said, no, no, you have to clip the bit about asking when I'm not getting married because I, I know people feel the same way. I did not know it was gonna go so viral though because I uploaded that on a Friday on my Instagram and I remember some random account with like 400 followers on TikTok I uploaded it onto theirs and they got a million views in a day. Right. And I and they didn't even tag me. Wow. Geez. So I remember on the Sunday waking up and I had seventeen thousand followers at this point, by the way. And I remember or fifteen thousand and it went up to like seventeen thousand on Instagram and I was like, oh whoa, that's quite a lot. And I remember saying on my Instagram story on a Sunday morning, like, is it weird that this person has done this and they should have tagged me? And people were people were mixed. Some people were like, no, it's not that weird. Yeah, you should have. Da, da, da. That week, I went from like seventeen thousand to fifty-eight thousand followers whoa. on Instagram. And I'd uploaded the same clip on my TikTok mm. and it just wasn't going viral. Yeah. But what happened was I basically commented on every single one of the comments on that girl's yeah. video and it led them to my Instagram. Mm-hmm. okay? And that clip went to like two million on Instagram within that week. I think it's mm. on like five point something million now. It's ridiculous. Wow. But I grew like that. And I was so shocked. As in I never knew Instagram growth could be like that. No. And I couldn't really believe that so many people were resonating with that one clip. It was was so crazy. And then what happened after was just a snowball effect because I had several other clips like that that just hit two million, three million, four million. And I was just growing and it was really hard for me because in the first time I grew, when I said I grew from like 17 to 55, I was kind of like, okay, this is a fluke. It's not gonna happen again. But then I grew to like 85 by October. Okay, and that that was in Aug. That mm. was in August. I grew, by the way, August, and then in October I was on like 50, sixty. October I was on eighty seven. Was
2: that
0: off the back of any one clip, or is that just organic? Growth?
3: Just it was all organic, all I, no ads, nothing. Yeah. On
0: hashtags, I wanted to ask you mm. about that because obviously there's the whole thing of you can have up to thirty, mm. but then you have the risk of being the post that has like the thirty hashtags. And you look it. like a weirdo. And you look like a weirdo. Yeah. And then there's then there's the whole thing of you know well you can put like five dots to separate lines that can, you know it's out the way it's or you can post hard. it yeah or you can post it in the first comment yeah and then it's like on the one hand people are like well they really do help you with your exposure and your growth. But on the other hand, it's like, it doesn't look great for the brand image. It looks really baggy. Right. So what are your thoughts on hashtags?
1: I like up to five.
4: For Instagram? I think,
1: yeah. I think it's like important to recognize that you don't want to come across. I mean, you can. Oh, someone's going to say something about the fact that I'm saying this, but like, it just looks a bit baggy having yeah, like 30 yeah. in it there. It does. It does. I
0: mean, because it's the whole, and it's the whole laddering thing. If you have like mm. three or four broad ones, you have yeah. slightly bigger niche ones, and then drill down, drill down. Yeah, to kind of yeah, smaller. yeah. So would you say if you do five, you? you would do five kind of community small ones. All five would be small.
1: Yes, I would say like 100K max.
0: Interesting. If you
1: can find them. Sometimes you have to guess, like say again, I'm gonna use a Range Rover example. Like I can type in Range Rover and then I'll see the suggestions that it comes up with. And then I'm gonna click on the ones that have like a good enough following and usage.
0: Okay, so comparing that to TikTok, because my strategy Mm. with TikTok is, and I'm completely open to changing it, at the moment from what I've heard from other people who have got much more success on it than me, is to have five hashtags. Mm. Sort of uh, three niche and then two mm-hmm. kind of FYP, mm-hmm. FYP trending kind of mm-hmm. things just to kind I of get give that. it that bolster. What do you think?
1: I think that works. I think TikTok is probably needing a bit more context because it's obviously only video that mm. you get on there. They I think can, they've moved to
2: text now. They've introduced a text feature, haven't they? Yes. they do, yeah, as well on this on the, on the videos. Yeah, 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 for
1: sure. And they're reading that as well. So yeah. you want your text that you put in on the screen to have the keywords that you're talking about as well. Right. Mm. It does make it seem a bit dry though. So I know. Okay. But the thing yeah. is with TikTok, honestly, is random. Like, it is I just do I
0: feel random. like that with TikTok. There yeah. isn't really much sense behind, yeah. behind the algorithm. But it's kind of like what you said, it's just throwing as much stuff at the wall and seeing what 100%. it's, yeah, it's a numbers 100 <laughs> uh, What made you want to make the move to become a figure in social media and become a public figure? Because a lot of doctors, I mean, I can't yeah. name five docs off the top of my head, probably. Yeah. So what made you want to make that move?
5: Actually, it was uh, someone who was working for me at the time, Noreen, and she said, Doc, you've got to be on social media. And at this time, so imagine Facebook came out after I got married. So I got married at 25. Facebook came out after that, so I'm 40 this year. And I didn't grow up with social media. I was thinking, hold on, am I too old for this? You know, there were all these beautiful young girls on social media in their bikinis. Like, what? why do they want to see me in my lab coat teaching about niacinamide? Who wants to see that? <laughs> Niacinamide's nice um, where it's at. Though. Yeah. I tell you, nothing gets <laughs> me <tap> going. <laughs>
2: yeah. As a red-blooded
0: male, nothing gets me going like niacinamide. That's so funny. Yeah. This
5: is new though, right? Two years ago, no one even knew what that word was. Yeah. But now we all know. So I think lockdown happened and everyone really got into their skincare and people really wanted the education. So actually, it was Noreen who first started me and gave me the confidence to just make the first few videos. Um, but then lockdown hit and I didn't have a choice. And basically, we we I had to get onto YouTube and we made five videos a week on YouTube. Wow. wow. Yeah, and those had to be long form. And so I was... I had, plus, I was on TikTok and Instagram. So I was working on everything, releasing content daily and in the comment section of everything. Mm. So for a year and a half, I don't even think my kids saw me that much because I was just you know trying to build our online presence in order to mm. survive covid really
0: yeah i think people really underestimate the like the content game yeah like putting out on all platforms there's a it's a lot of work absolutely and five long form videos a week i'm guessing were you scripting those videos uh, yep
5: scripting them I mean, filming that's them. that's mental yeah it has so much work
0: that's so impressive and then also doing yeah. the socials alongside yeah. it yeah
5: Editing, I think, is the biggest thing. So yeah. YouTube, yeah. Touchwood, I had um, I outsourced the editing. But Instagram and, and Reels, I edited everything myself. Mm. And so one Reel that looks like a you know one-minute Reel would have yeah. taken me three hours to edit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just,
0: just for reference, Barney, our producer, just giving a very knowing look <laughs> <laughs> off the camera. Because, yeah, that does, that does take up a lot of it um so obviously you built up an audience how long did it take you to kind of build because i think that's also in terms of building an audience that's a really big thing too because yeah. getting you know from zero to 10k i think is probably in many ways harder than getting from yeah. 10 to 50 yeah i think that's where most people struggle how did you initially take that take care of that
5: um i think the first you're completely right i think the first 10k are the hardest um and i just think it's consistency i think people think oh, if i just post one a week you're not really going to grow for now for example youtube i do one video a week at this point and i'm growing the same as when i was doing five videos a week mm. at the beginning it's almost like you need the maximum amount of effort at the beginning mm-hmm. Do you know when you're gonna do have a rocket launch a majority of your fuels used in the first five seconds yep. it's the same thing here you need everything in for the first six months I'd say um, really cool yourself for six months to a year um, and then and then you'll be flying I'm
0: curious to actually ask you about stories for mm-hmm. Instagram as well what are your thoughts on optimizing for Instagram stories you can yeah. have a hashtag in there you can have a location a link mm-hmm. all that kind of thing
1: I think what a really important strategy is is instead of focusing outside of your followers focus on your followers and let them share you by word of mouth I think this mm-hmm. constant need to focus on people who aren't following us alienates our existing followers. Because if you're constantly hashtagging today, your followers mm. are like, okay, we're, we're, we're um, following you. Where's the value in us following you? Because all mm. you're doing is just begging it from new followers. I think with the reels and stuff, mm. that's a cool way to go and get new followers. But with your stories, yeah. Yeah. that is your one-to-one. And that's yeah. where I'm really myself with my audience. Like yeah. on honestly, like, if if you're with me during the day like you'll see i take one photo of something it can be an ugly vague blurry messy photo but i'll upload it to my story with a narrative and i think the way i can strategize how to do stories Mm. and i think go about your day take photos of everything and then when you go home collate it into a narrative because people want Mm. stories people follow stories and give it your spin make sure there's a beginning middle and end so every morning i say wahiguru that's not for strategy that's to kind of remind people to wake up whether it's Alhamdulillah or you know an affirmation that you mm. want to say that's how we begin our morning in my community then we go into my breakfast we're going to talk about this this that and then we're going to end the night all right love you guys good night sweet dreams touch you in the morning if i feel like doing that he's not
4: here with us because he's finishing our weekly vlog yeah
2: okay so what's so to- cool so you guys have that's got brilliant. a do you essentially got a kind of behind the scenes youtube channel then vlogging your journey yeah
6: 100 also- <laughs> and, percent. and the plan is to Basically, pitch a docu series to a streamer like Netflix. Yeah, wow, yeah.
2: that's, that's so a very cool. good idea. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a so original. But I mean, it's cl- it's so clearly, I mean, content is the model. It, it, it just really is. is, content is it's currency. currency. Yeah, it and is. attention is currency, and it's only getting more and more like that. And that's such a buzzword, you know. Attention is the new, but it is so no, true. It's true. And 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 I love what you said about the media company thing because I think yeah, you're right. No drinks companies are doing that, but when you think of the best one or the biggest one, like Red Bull. Yeah, yeah you're right. They're a media company that makes
6: drinks. Because, sorry, were you we gonna say something?
4: You you asked before had we been focused on content and media prior to working with Stephen. Right, yeah. And we actually always have mm. um, had that focus. It's been really important to us. And I think it's, it's more the kind of content that has changed a bit. Um, we... Have always put an emphasis on funny, kind of skit style um, pieces of content. And we're gonna continue doing that because it's very, um, you know, it's important to our brand. But we're also fo- focusing more on pieces that create value for strangers um so what can what can people take away from this video Mm. um can will they laugh will they get a helpful piece of advice um is it just entertaining so there's so many ways that you can provide value but how can we bring that value to people so Mm. that's kind of the the new focus of our content
0: so on that media front um in an age where uh, and i asked this I've quite a few guests but i think it's an important question especially given the model that you're taking in an age where everyone is on social media and everyone's making content you know and you have zero followers or you know maybe 12 from family and friends how do you go from that everyone's trying to go viral everyone's trying to hit the algorithm how do you stand out in that way i wish i had 12
6: friends <laughs> <laughs> We'll put some sad music under that. It's right.
4: <laughs> I think it's consistency. Mm, I think okay. it's consistently posting and trying new things and when they don't work, pivot and do something else um quickly. And really, it doesn't happen overnight. Um you have to continually post and put yourself out there see what works see what doesn't see what resonates with people try Mm. to increase engagement um so really i guess it's more about creating that community Mm. than anything um and that's something we're really focused
6: on through our content strategy I, i think it sounds incredibly cliche but to me a big part of what we're doing and a big part of our strategy for hopefully being successful one day is like marissa said consistency And there are so many people that say they're going to do things and they don't do it, Mm. you know, and we, from a media perspective, we make it mandatory. So if you ask Steven, he makes it mandatory for his team, investors, people on the board to post on LinkedIn and to invest in their own personal brands. Every single person on our team, whether you're in operations and your operations manager, whether you're a field sales exec, whether you're in sales, whatever it is, you need to build your personal brand. Mm. And so when people see me on LinkedIn or see Marissa on LinkedIn, they may be thinking they can't be that busy if they have time to post on LinkedIn. What they don't see is that often we will be up till like one, 2 a.m. in the morning after we've had a day of work doing Mm. all of the shit that you have to do running a drinks business or a media business or whatever. And we're writing that LinkedIn post Mm. because that content is not a nice to have, it is a must. And it's an integral part of our proposition, like adding value, whether it's through LinkedIn, TikTok, again, there are some people that are running corporations. They might be 50, 60 year olds and they view TikTok as like a nice to have or they view content as a nice to have. It's mm-hmm. not, like you said, it's Magic. currency and it's it's core to our brand. Yeah. And so how
2: do you kind of maintain authenticity then throughout all the content that you post? Because I feel like it's so easy just to post content for the sake of posting content. Yeah. How do you actually maintain that?
6: I think we're fortunate enough that we're very fortunate in that we have a lot of material. Okay. We didn't always have that. Yeah. You know, before we got our Tesco listing, we weren't, you know, announcing, and we, we don't just announce listings. If you look at people's LinkedIn content, it's mostly, I'm delighted to share that I've just yeah. joined this company, or I'm <laughs> delighted to share yeah. I just got promoted. So true. You'll never see that from us. And I think authenticity comes through um, in the type of content that we put out there. I'm
0: really keen to circle back to the social media side of things um because i think that's the thing that people will get the most value from um, and i'm curious what do you think is your opinion on kind of obviously the platforms are always changing the yeah. algorithms are always changing what are your thoughts on the instagram algorithm and then the TikTok algorithm
1: um i think it makes sense i think a lot of people want to blame the algorithm as if there's this one big ghost that hates them but i think if you know how the algorithm works you can play it to its own game but that mm. means you have to put in the effort to understand follow Instagram, see their live, see their creator page and understand how it's ranking and use it to manipulate the way that you're posting. As I described earlier, like speaking in your caption with all one particular Lexus, if something works, quickly replicate that. Like I remember that video I posted where I was like in the sea, da, da, da. next day, cause I was getting so, I think maybe three days later, I like filmed another video of me in the sea, really confident because everyone was like, oh sis, you're beautiful. Like don't let them knock you down. So I was like, we're getting in that sea again. Yeah. And I was like being all like confident and splashing around and stuff like that. Was that comfortable? Not particularly, but was I happy? Yeah. So I think knowing what works, doubling down, being reactive. If there's a trend that you know you've got a good angle on, like yeah. don't overthink it. Pick up the camera when you're sat that on the sofa on your bed. Like we see the videos that are on our for you pages, mm. they are not masterpieces. Yeah,
0: yeah. they're just really funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's something that so many. I'm, I've been guilty of this a million times. I think so many people struggle with that, which is, mm. well, I'm, I'm going to order this light first, and let me just like, yeah. and then you, and then you'll be like, it's not perfect because if I put it out, that video won't do well because it just doesn't look yeah. good at the quality. And then you'll see a video on your like TikTok that has like four million views, yeah. and it's like a guy on his couch like this, and he's like, you know, what I was thinking, guys, I was yeah. thinking about, and you're like, how is that popping off? Yeah. But so yeah, you just have to like play the game don't resist it just play the game
1: 100 percent. yeah just be brave
0: yeah what are your thoughts on uh captions on tiktok because i was having this debate with someone the other day because obviously instagram long form captions do really well they're really personal really engaging Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. care with your audience etc and use all the meta tags tiktok because of the nature of the full screen being video there's only kind of half a line you see
1: that's what i was going to say and you know when you expand it it's just a bit like disorienting having the video in the background
4: yeah
1: like i don't do it, I don't know too much about whether the captions are gonna be working because you know, like what does hashtag FIP do if a million people are using hashtag FIP every five minutes, you know? Mm. Um, I think almost because it's a video, majority of it is video on TikTok. The video can kind of give a lot more context to something. I often use the caption as like a defense against the first nasty comment that I'll get. So if it's like, basically to demonstrate self-awareness, because the thing that go viral on TikTok are gonna be the weird things. So like, say if it was that beach video and I knew it was gonna go viral, I would caption it something like, um, still got the shot though, follow Mm. my page to see the da da. And I'm sure I did change it to that because you can now edit um but yeah i think a lot of the time people go viral because they're coming across as like delulu mm. a bit delusional yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. i think
0: delulu i've never heard that have you not know heard course. it have... I haven't heard that
1: either. okay yeah. search hashtag delulu it probably has like millions of hits on tiktok oh, really? use it okay
0: yeah why not <laughs> so, okay, And it's cool. what people i'm gonna look at it so it's people who are deluded
1: yeah you say oh it's giving delulu
6: Oh yeah, it's
0: giving, giving. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm
1: sure there's gonna be a comment on this video being like, she's giving Delulu.
0: I've been feeling for the longest time, obviously we make content and we're in that space and in the kind of content cycle of things. And I feel like because content is now king and everyone's focused on you know digital strategy and things like that, it does feel like it has become sort of commodified to a point where it feels less authentic. It's more like we need to get content out rather than like it used to be hey let's make content because this is a cool thing and it'd be cool to show off this thing about our brand or our product whereas now it's like okay we need to have x many shorts x many videos x many posts the blog posts with the seo audio transcribed and it's like how do you think you keep that authenticity in the age of oversaturation
7: so i think a huge part of this is about the monetization of it so you guys run a podcast you know sponsors will be the ones who are supporting you and allowing that to happen um Allowing you to get sponsors to add their brand narrative to the content you're creating. Sometimes it may be in the form of an ad, or it can be some sort of avatorial. When you're actually advocating for a product that you guys love, that is normal across social media. So what we're 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 kind of edging, not we're 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 bang in the middle of it. Actually, we're not beginning. We're in the sort of the social commerce phase of the internet. You know, e-commerce that growth from uh, 2010 to 2020, huge amounts of growth um, that that we've all seen and experienced. And there were two very clear winners. You've got Meta. You've got Google. and they are now the gatekeepers and they're basically they've 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 won the monopoly board they've built a hotel on every single um stand (laughs) (laughs) and now whenever you you land on it they're going to charge you rent and so actually your cost of acquisition has sort of tripled um so that's that makes things really really challenging for a brand who's trying to get out there and trying to push it and then so the other alternative they've got is well instead of just buying ads over the content because that's where the attention is so people aren't watching tv they're scrolling on instagram they're scrolling on tiktok um they like you can either buy the ads pay google for it or you can embed yourself into that content itself
0: and into the culture and into the culture
7: yeah exactly and it's about finding someone who is like aligned who loves what you do so when they talk about it they talk authentically and with, with passion um and then creating partnerships um from from a brand's perspective and then for the content creator they would not be able to do what they do unless they had some way of sponsoring it and the people who are sponsoring it are brands. And so it's a really good match of, of needs is that a content creator doesn't want to go get a job working behind yeah. a bar so they can mm. do it. They want to create content um, and the way that they can create content professionally is if someone pays for it. And yes, you have things like um, Patreon and, and things like that, but at the end of the day, the majority of, of creators are funded by brands. And so it's about actually getting that kind of combination to them. We basically make the infrastructure that the brands use to do that at scale because yeah. previously you may have done influencer marketing with 5 or 10 different people that's okay you've got mm-hmm. a spreadsheet you've got a you yeah. you know them by name you pick it up we've we worked with a, a jewelry brand who s- started working with us they had, we're working with 30 brand ambassadors um who were generally fashion creators and they went from 30 to a thousand within a month and then from a thousand to over ten thousand within a year wow. and this then created a brand new channel for them in terms of actual customer acquisition that mm. was far outstripping and and and, and succeeding over their paid ads through facebook and google because they were gifting these people free products and those people loved the fact that they were associated with the brand they had lots of products being given to them so they talked about it all the time it was in all their social posts and so matched really well i know we touched on it earlier with hashtags Mm. and
0: we kind of covered instagram's hashtags um what you just said about the fyp thing on tiktok Mm. i find that interesting i'd like to go into that Mm. a little bit if you can Mm. in terms of like hashtags on tiktok Mm. because again i've heard the strategy of use a couple abroad and i've seen big pages that I know are managed by professionals Mm. and they will always have like FYP or something Mm -hmm. in there. And then they'll have niche specific. What's your, what are your thoughts on how do you do your hashtags on on TikTok?
1: I think only if you get TikTok lingo, like if you get, if you know, you know, like we know what FYP is, but if Mm. we walk outside a lot of people won't. So I think that almost solely acts as an indicator to TikTok that you get TikTok. I think that's potentially why. That's so interesting. Because you're using the in language. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you use the word hashtag delusional versus hashtag Delulu, Delulu. you're going to get more views on Delulu because it's showing that you're like a user of TikTok. Mm. I don't know more about the caption thing, though. Yeah. I think you know more than me.
0: Uh, I, I doubt that but that's a that's very kind of you to even remotely assume that uh, Location on TikTok mm, mm. Some people say don't use one Some people say use one that's relative to that audience Do you use location? Okay
1: location is dependent upon where the video is filmed And the metadata from that video Where you are posting from and where you are tagging TikTok location data is poor Like it is like when I'm in Dubai I particularly tend to tag my location But it's like Have you tried? No. Uh, it's the weirdest thing like they have like one or two options for locations in the whole of Dubai. Really? It's, it's really weird, yeah. Right. I don't know why they're not connecting. I find that
2: crazy, especially given how many people are out there actually taking selfies and doing Yeah, all this in kind Dubai. Of stuff. yeah It's weird.
1: Even right. in London, like you're not gonna find like exactly the place where you would in Instagram. I think yeah. maybe Instagram's linked to Google, I have no idea. Mm. Um so yeah, it has to all synchronize. So where you film the video and the data from your iPhone, you know, when it shows you all yeah, those yeah. numbers and stuff where you're posting from and where you're tagging all need to be the same. If that's not the case, do not bother with locations because it's gonna flag and it's gonna be like, okay, you're film- you film that there, but you're posting it there. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to deceive followers for? That's my personal understanding. Wait, that's so,
0: so hang on. So if I, if I, let's say I'm on holiday in like Mallorca next week, for example, let's, I'm not, but let's say I am and I film a video in Mallorca and I come home and I post it from my couch in London, it's it. it TikTok can know that I filmed that video in Mallorca. Yeah. Really? Yeah,
1: because the metadata Dude. in there. No, even this, if it's an old video on my camera roll and I upload it, it will know it's an old video. I have to like duplicate that or oh,
6: really?
1: screenshot that image so it's a okay. fresh image. In your camera roll, yeah.
0: yeah. Because you can't post old stuff?
1: Uh, it just is not perform well.
0: Really? Yeah. Dude. I literally... think TikTok
1: wants that freshness and I yeah, want you yeah, to yeah, film yeah. in TikTok as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, sometimes I find like, sometimes I'll scroll through my um, For You page and I'll see like a trending audio that's really easy for me to just like film from my sofa and I'll like put a funny caption on top. Mm my eyes funny probably no one else thinks it's funny but then i'll upload it and when it's like film straight to post i think TikTok likes it i'm speaking as if TikTok's like an anonymous yeah, yeah, yeah. ex-boyfriend that you don't know what they like and what they don't like but yeah. i think that's yeah. what works for because me. they want okay. you to kind
0: of do it it's like we're using the app in real time that's and that it kind of thing that's it i heard yeah. from someone the other day and i don't know anything about this so i'm curious if you can shed some light on it but someone said to me that um so TikTok owns cap cut oh do they yeah And so apparently people have speculated that Mm. videos that are uploaded from CapCut directly perform better. And so what uh, someone I know on another team uh, has been doing is he's basically been like making the content and then putting it into CapCut, putting nothing on it and then just uploading it from CapCut to see if that affects performance. But he hasn't been doing it for long enough to give me like any data points on it. But I'm curious to know, is that something? something new
1: it Definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like CapCut videos are, well edited videos are slightly more engaging, especially if it's like longer than ten seconds. Yeah. Mm. So I, I understand why they would probably boost that because I use a different app. I use Splice. Okay. I've been using it for years, and I see it gives you the option. You know, when you've saved the video, do you want to upload TikTok? Yeah. I never do that. I like to save it into my camera, then I post it. Why? Okay. Because I know that TikTok isn't affiliated with Splice. Ah. Uh, okay. But I didn't know CapCut is owned by TikTok. Yeah. So. I'm going to edit myself in TikTok at yeah, capture.
2: Yeah, there you go. Can you give any re- any resources to people who are listening as to mm-hmm. where to go to actually teach themselves about about all
1: um, this? Um I would definitely say follow creators on Instagram. I think they are the first to share. Like you know when Threads came out and they put the number, it was like your prison number on your profile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like 17 minutes after the creators thing uploaded it and I downloaded Threads and I have like a really low number. Um I think you get rewarded by being one of the first people to do something, especially mm. when it comes to new features on mm. Instagram and threads is Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So your follow the creators, they tend to be the first people to let you know if you're doing something. Um, I think there's a lot of these weirdo videos on TikTok like how to hack the algorithm, how to grow 10k followers. Yeah, of course there is. I don't know, I just don't, I don't even watch those. I think you, you need to start, focus, start focusing on your existing followers like what's working for them because then it will get shown to similar audiences mm. so if you know tried and tested like i have majority british asians that follow me so i'll do videos about like Punjabi jokes or whatever because i know that it works for them yeah. and if it works for them that Instagram is gonna or TikTok is going to seed it out to similar audiences.
0: I really wanted to get your opinion on this as a, as a marketing expert because I'm really passionate about branding and marketing. And, um, and I think my question is, in the age of social media where content is king and everyone's making it, how
8: do you stand out? Um, don't go on social media. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the part of my, my book I said is that it's called The Social Brand, but it's about being social as opposed to being on social media per se. It's like, so we, so for instance, we did a lot with running. So again, from a community perspective, we started with climbing. Then at one point we said, okay, let's add another community that we can, can we add value here? And I also, because again, I think also from an authentic perspective, I love running. So I, especially since I started my business, right, it's a way to keep myself sane. So I used to, like we were just saying, I lived by the river, I'd run by the river. Mm. And uh, at one point I came home and I read an article that it said, um, it's actually sometimes you might as well not run in London because the pollution is so bad, so it negates all the positive effects of Wait, running. Really, that's <laughs> a ter- like, terrifying, terrifying. I know, so, <laughs> so, dep- so depressing. <laughs> so de- also me as a passionate runner doing that yeah. to keep physically sane and safe. Yeah. And then it was it was from Imperial College that data. And then I reached out and I said, "Look, you published it, but can we not do something more with it?" And then we, we linked that data, we built built an app with their data and we linked it with Strava. okay so we said it was like the tensing clean air tracker it's still live and it's like you know finding clean air to running in the big smoke oh wow and that so we did some i mean obviously it wasn't on social we created our own app it was voted best app of 2020 by men's health oh wow um, wow um okay. and that's like that's a beautiful example of we we love this running community we are runners ourselves what do we all hate running in pollution mm. is it it fits with our kind of ethos of you know fresh air and naturalness and we created that four-hour runners, and then they will. So it's really cool as well in Strava. If you if you've downloaded the app, and then every time you run, it will say you're a tensing clean air score in the app. So the people you, you follow, uh, you cool. will see tensing. So you know. So then, because they find it useful, uh, they then share about it as opposed mm. to us trying to. I think very people. That's why I said, don't, of course, I said very often people are too worried about creating something viral. or think, but yeah. it's yeah. so difficult. Like you know, you can't. And also, I think in a culture where, especially with short-form content,
0: it's so more more snappy, snappy. Yeah. And I think that uh, when there's the push to be viral and 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 everyone has to make content all the time, you do lose that authenticity because it's hard to, you know, you can't make an authentic piece of something all the time 24-7. No. You're going to have to s- compromise on something t- for that degree of output. So, so I think finding an alternative angle, I think, is really Yeah,
8: finding something that you actually do. Right. So it's as opposed to creating a piece of content. Right? Mm-hmm. So the other thing we did was really caused sp- totally spontaneous was in COVID, we were going to, with jumbling, we were going to go out and do a trek in Everest. We were going to climb La Bucie East with a whole group of, you know, people that wanted to join. The, in it's like 20 of us would go and the 20 people signed up for this. It was just like a paid trip with jumbling to go uh, climb. Yeah. Then COVID broke out. The trip was canceled. And I remember me and, and Emily were like discussing this and it was like, is, you know, it was a depressed time because we we're like, oh, is our business going to survive? And, but actually looking back, it's a really creative time for us as well because we, t- we saw, we thought, okay, what do we do? And then we said, maybe this group that went, is willing to climb Everest in their own home, so you know, they cl- climb the whole height. So we calculated how much steps they'd have to climb. Yeah, and five embarked on the journey, and one guy made it. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So he made like Everest. Like, Twenty four hours, like throwing up. It was like he was a, it was like it's proper athlete. Yeah,
2: yeah. And
8: he did. So he did Everest in his own home, and that made like the Washington Post, Time mm. Magazine, okay. Sky News. So it's like these real cool things that also kind of happen spontaneously sometimes that that uh then get the viral press or um
0: yeah. what do you think is the thing that most people get wrong with social media
1: i think it's just like looking for new followers all the time because it, it's very jarring when you follow someone and they're just like constantly just like doing strategies to gain new followers follow for follow giveaway this and that mm. like reposting people that's just like it's really irrelevant mm. i honestly think if you're fo- like stay in your lane and one of the things that I found has been most beneficial to me is like I know exactly who my follower is I can envisage who she is she is a baby Aram she is 19 years old she doesn't have a mom she doesn't have sisters she doesn't really know what she's doing but her dad said that she's allowed to follow this one girl on social media so she did and she's waiting for my post every day at like 5 6 p.m and she gets to see it and she's happy she may not exist Mm. but that's who I'm posting towards and I've completely personified this girl